Welcome to the Arise podcast. I'm Tanya Anderson, CEO at Arise, and it's my pleasure to have with me today Tracy Fleming, who is our adaptive design fabricator. Welcome, Tracy. Yes, thank you. Pleasure to be here. So adaptive design is one of our many very cool programs here at Arise, and we had a whole podcast with Connor McGow, our coordinator, describing the program. We want to drill a little deeper today in the work that you do. And um, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to be the adaptive design fabricator? Because it was a little bit of a serendipity. Yeah, yeah. As it turns out, uh, a good friend and, and colleague of mine uh, up from uh, City Boses, uh, I, I worked in Mexico at City Boses for many years, um, he is on the Arise uh, board for Oswego County. Right. And he knows me, knows I'm a gadgeteer and handy fellow. And he said, you know, there's a guy doing a presentation at our board meeting. You should, you should, come, and, you should come and see this guy. Right. I'm like, sure, Garrett, take me along. Let, let's go. And uh, it turned out it was Connor McGow, Connor, doing a presentation on the adaptive design program. And, uh, yeah, I watched that and was intrigued with what this guy was professing that he could do with just simple cardboard. Right. And, you know, I came from a woodworking background and, and machining and lots of different uh, technical skills, but uh, had my doubts about that and was so totally blown away by that uh, presentation that I started volunteering. I started with the Adaptive Design Program as a volunteer wow. a few years ago. And yeah. now you're on staff. Yeah, yeah. I uh, volunteered for, again for about a year and just really loved the environment. I wasn't going anywhere as a volunteer. And then it turned out that this part-time fabricator uh, position uh, revealed itself. I said, sure, absolutely, I'd like to try that. So I was working part-time at Arise, right. still part-time at City Boses after having retired after a 31-year career with City Boses. So you um, retired and then you were working two part-time jobs. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's it. I, I don't sit still well. so. But, um, yeah, and that part-time job after about another year, um, the opportunity was given to, to do this full-time. So I gave up my part-time job as a data administrator, data manager at uh, City BOCES, and I'm here now full-time and loving it. And we're so glad that you're here doing that. and. It's a great work. Thank you. Just in a, a thumbnail, how would you describe adaptive design for folks who have not yet listened to Connor's podcast? Yeah, so it's an amazing, eclectic group of individuals that are all working to design and create uh, low-cost devices for individuals with disabilities, uh, children of all ages. We deal with little preschoolers all the way up to adults right. um, to meet specific goals. So they come in. Uh, with something that they're trying to do in right. mind. Of course, we're part of an independent living center, so it's usually something to help them be able to do something or achieve some goal in their life. And then from there, we, we begin the whole you know, process of working with the, the recipient to, to build those devices. Right, and you had mentioned that we're using low-cost materials like the cardboard, we do 3D printing. You've gotten pretty high-tech, in my opinion, in terms of wiring and all sorts of stuff I don't understand. Can you talk about a, a couple of um, examples of things that you're building so folks can visualize that? Sure. So we do things as simple as 3D printing specific objects that might help, uh, let's say, a, a person 
hold on to a writing device or a pencil or something like that. Um, um, things that help people with uh, opening even like a the, the bottle cap, uh, you know, how they're like very, they're very tiny on yes. like a water bottle sort yes. of thing. Yeah, all the way up to um, seating and positioning devices. So if a child doesn't have the ability to st- uh, maybe stand unassisted, we can actually build a device that will allow them to work on moving from sitting to standing, and they can do that uh, on their own. They can actually do that without somebody else having to directly intervene. So it allows them to interact in ways that they might not be able to on their own. And also build the strength so that they can eventually do it on their own. Absolutely. And those are some of the things that are coming out of cardboard. That's right. Yeah, cardboard. So, yeah, we also do some some electronic devices. We have several different interactive switches um, that we make and create. we don't really design them. Typically, we're taking a design. We might be tweaking it. We're trying to make it fit a specific situation. Mm-hmm. So both Connor and I are able to do 3D printing and design. So we'll take something, and it's almost never good enough for us. We're pretty fit, finicky little fellows. So, <laughs> um, so we'll take something and design it, fix it, tweak it, build it. And then with 3D printing, we can make any of that work. Um, we also get into electronics. Fortunately, we have an amazing group of volunteers. So a lot of the electronics, I have a base knowledge of electronics, um, do some basic electronics, but we have engineers and mechatronic engineers. We have a bunch of different people that have electronics engineers, electrical engineers um, that have that expertise. So we always are trying to reach out to work with the people who can guide us through. So, and I'm, I'm like the chief cook and bottle washer in the shop. I'm the glue that will try to pull it all together. So, Well, you certainly are the glue. <laughs> one of the things you said just now about um, being finicky is not being finicky. It's really what arises about is that everything is very individualized. So um, what's off the shelf is not suitable, and you're making sure that it's suitable for that person. Yeah. Um, and. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your background um, as a gadgeteer, which I love that word. I've never heard that word before. I'm not sure it's a real word. But I think it's a real thing because <laughs> you really do it. Um, because over 30 years with with City Boces, and you talked, um, you've talked to me a little bit about how you've sort of come full circle in your career. Yeah. Yeah, I'll even push back a little further. Even before um, uh, my my gadgeteering as a professional, even in high school, I've I've just always done that. So a lot of people use the word invent and inventor. I don't. It brings too much pressure. It's uh, <laughs> those people have patents and they're 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 doing those things. So, but as a gadgeteer uh, in high school, I used to uh, was always kind of couldn't understand how, like a hockey player, for instance wasn't any better on roller skates than I was. But if you put me on ice with that hockey player, they could skate circles around me. So interestingly enough, that was a there's a little problem statement in that. So we right. got looking at that. My dad and I bring all my skills from my father. He's an amazing gentleman. But he helped me analyze that problem. And we came up with this idea of let's just cut the blades off the skates. And we actually, as a high schooler, I designed inline roller skates like roller blades never had any idea what we were doing but 
I was rollerblading up and down my high school hallways. and Before that was a thing? <laughs> before, way before, never heard of it before. Wow. So, yeah. So, been gadgeteering since, since high school. But uh, uh, once I got up into uh, college, I was a technology education, uh, technology education student. In fact, I graduated the year that uh, SUNY Oswego stopped putting out industrial arts Mm-hmm. graduates and started putting out technology education graduates so I was right on that transition Very good. but as part of that that uh, uh, program I had a graduate under uh, an undergraduate assistantship and then later a graduate assistantship um, working with city BOCES that's how I actually got exposed to them right. uh, in a vocational ed program uh, and in that program I was uh, it's a voc ed program, so we were trying to help people sort of get prepared to leave school to move into some sort of a supported work environment, okay. job coaching or, or, you know, one of those work environments. So I actually started a program working with a company in Syracuse uh, uh, that made tire gauges, and we found ways that we were helping our students with disabilities be able to do some of those same sorts of roles that they were doing in that factory. So we were creating assistive technology to help them perform those work roles. And As manufacturers? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because, we, again, we're trying to prepare students that, that were planning to move on into some sort of a work environment. So we were building soft skills and, and technical skills. But again, that gadgeteering came into place there because we were doing all sorts of assistive tech devices for for those uh, those kids. Um, move on from there all the way up to um, this opportunity to work with Arise. So we've taken, well, I jumped a step. I moved on into IT support and got into technology and became an administrator. And quite frankly, while it was a big job and did well to pay the bills, it wasn't it wasn't as exciting as the you know the days of working with kids and building assistive technology. So when I retired and had the chance to come here, mm-hmm. here's that full circle back to um, a cool opportunity to put my gadgeteering skills back to you know back into practice. And it's just very very cool working here to see the impacts we have. That's. That's an amazing story, and I just I can just hear the passion in your voice, not just for the gadgeteering, but the connection that you have with the people that are coming to this program. So can you um, share a little bit about some of that connection or maybe a story or two that sure. stands out? Sure, absolutely. Um, I, I like to refer to it. I don't know that I've ever said this to anyone else, but I like to refer to it as we, we all kind of all, all of the adults and the you know the folks in adaptive design we all have these this hierarchy of wins <laughs> and that like can begin with as as little as just making a connection uh, in a moment mm-hmm. with a kid or an adult or even our volunteers it's just really cool it's such a labyrinth of relationships right. so along with being a gadgeteer I do I am a very much a people person I love interacting with other folks and you know the miles and miles of data administration that I did took me a long way away from that but back to this um, I'll give you a a quick story even as recently as just last evening we had a a child in the building doing an assessment um, and she'd come from it she'd had a long day it was a busy day and it was a 
you know, fairly tense environment for her. Got all these tall people that she's never met. and She'd never been there before. Never been here, yeah. She was hungry, hadn't eaten, so she was not a happy little camper yeah. um, for a moment. But it's so interesting, you know, you, you just sort of try to be supportive, get down low, talk quietly with her. And she was in uh, this, like, a little, it's like a little child jumperoo. Like, she used that right. to burn off energy that was how she coped with stress so she's bouncing in that thing and not very happy mm. and i'm sitting in front of her and so i just keep talking to her and i noticed for a second that she sort of looked out the corner of her eye and saw me i could see that she saw me just caught that little moment and <laughs> she sort of cut corner of her mouth turned up and she smiled just a little bit even at the same time sort of at the same time of not being happy and bouncing. Yeah. But I knew I'd made that little connection, so I just sat down and just started working with that and made a little noise, a little woo-woo noise kind of, and saw a reaction. Right. And just in that moment of being able to turn that little girl's stressful moment into a smile, we got a full smile out of that. That's just that momentary, That's the little. those are the little wins, you know? At that moment, everything else melts away you're just making a connection with another human being and it's it's really beautiful that is a beautiful story and, yeah. and just i've never thought about it that way but that connection is what allows you to then really just um listen to her whether she's verbal or not what she needs it's what we do and yeah. um you do much bigger projects and they're flashy projects and we have um the mayor came to visit the sure. shop, and our congressman came to visit the shop. So we've got these folks that we consider some quote-unquote yeah. important, but the really important people are Absolutely. that little girl bouncing yeah. up and down and smiling with you. Some people would consider those some of those other things the, the big wins, but those little wins, the, you know, the big wins, they don't make you cry. Those little wins will, you know, right. they'll, they tug at your heart. They keep you here. And you're making a huge difference in everyone's life. Yep. Even just to make that moment a little easier for that little girl, that's just a cool thing. Not to mention that we were able to move on with the assessment and, right. you know, and accomplish our goals for that meeting. But, right. but it's all part of the same thing. You know, the, 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 even the volunteers, the, the relationships that come out of that, these are just amazing, just an amazing eclectic group of people that the energy that comes out of this program is just so positive. It makes it so easy to work here. I just I love it. I'm so glad you're here, and um, I'm a little hesitant to ask this question because you are sort of in your retirement, <laughs> and I hope you don't leave your retirement. I mean, don't go, don't go back into retirement. Um, and I think you sort of answered this, but what what makes you do this every day? Yeah. So it's interesting that it's the it, there's 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 actually a few things that drive me, and that's the the ability to continue to learn. So every one of these problems brings a new set of you know potential solutions just right. so much fun so it's just a, an all we're always learning the connections with all of the people it's just always seems positive it's not a we're never worrying about politics we're never worrying about you know who's not feeling well or what's there's we all have our stuff to deal with in this life and it just seems somehow that this environment melts all that away you can right. sort of focus in the moment so it's just a really very positive place to be and you have created that magic 
So thank you for doing that. And if folks want to learn more about adaptive design, go to our website, um, ariseinc.org, and you'll meet Tracy and Connor and our wonderful community. And just thanks for what you do every day. Thank you. For more information on how you can support Arise, visit our website at ariseinc.org. Support Arise, support independence.